You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family. Welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. And uh, we we have a season review to do, and we're, we're doing this a little late. We're doing this a little late. We're doing this well after, you know, the national championship game, the final four. And we'll, we'll talk about that here, the, the the preview of this podcast. But I will say we did about a 92-minute season <laughs> review. And we talked about every single game, talked about something about that game. We talked about how Jabari could be, you know, going pro. We could talk about maybe Kessler could come back. We talked about all that about, you know, about a month ago. And uh, it was before the final four. And uh, some technical difficulties, files messed up. So we, was, here we are to do a makeup episode of that a little later than uh, than usual. But uh, glad to get it out to go ahead and get this this long and uh, eventful off season started. And uh, to do that, I brought in my dad and co-host. Dad, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing well. And that podcast that is now out there in the ether should have won an award it was the best <laughs> podcast ever made was, by anyone listen. ever and and we did a great job with it and it should have won an award but it, <laughs> but it's somewhere out there somebody's listening to it maybe on mars yeah with elon, was, musk. elon musk is listening to it on yep. mars right now <laughs> but no look we did we talked about uh specific things that are a little outdated now that we'll talk about uh that have happened now and uh we'll talk about more stuff but we talked about every single game every single game literally every single forever we did it's just a 92 minute podcast that we have we lost it was really good yeah it was really good but you know we talked about games look we'll we'll just kind of go through a little bit let's talk about this auburn season At, at, at the end of the day this Auburn basketball season was one of uh, made history. It's historic. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely historic. Absolutely incredible basketball team this year. No, it did not end the way that we all wanted it to. It did not uh, go as far as we wanted it to. But uh, an incredible season nonetheless. Um, so let's just, let's just start off. Auburn goes eleven and one in non-conference play including really a, the, the one loss being a, a double overtime loss to UConn in the battle for Atlantis, where Auburn won two other games there against Loyola Chicago and Syracuse. Um, I mean, they went to South Florida and won. They went to St. Louis and won. They had uh, uh, good neutral site wins against Nebraska. They beat uh, one of the top uh, mid-major teams, Murray State at home. Mm-hmm. They beat Yale, UCF. I, so some really, really quality wins, really good non-conference to go 11-1 headed into the SEC play. All this without Alan Flanagan. And we'll talk a little bit about roster stuff. But grade, grade the non-conference play from as a team, from a team perspective it, it, from this season. I, I don't see how it could be less than an A. Yeah. You went 11-1. You lost a pretty good UConn team who, who ended up being a decent team. Yeah, you um, and you lost to them in double overtime, and had you got a rebound on a free throw, mm-hmm. uh, you'd have beat UConn and probably won the battle for Atlantis. Um, you beat uh, not a very good Syracuse team there, but a really good Loyola Chicago team, and beat them handily. Yep. Um, you played bad for a while against South Florida, and ended up coming back and winning. On the road, same thing for St. Louis. You went played bad for a while against St. Louis, and then figured out, oh wait, high screen and roll in the middle of the court works. Yeah, every 
single time. Yep. And you beat St. Louis, uh, which is a good win. Um, the the Murray State win seemed good when we did it, and then it got better and better and absolutely. better and better because they went like thirty and three. Yep, absolutely. and we were one of the three, and so that was a that was a really good win. Uh, I, I don't see how it's less than an A, maybe a B plus or an A minus because of the one loss, but. No, I mean, I come it's on, it's got to be an A. I think it's absolute A. The growth that you saw of this, of this team, especially without Flanagan in in the non conference, was huge. And, and talking about, and we'll get, we'll do like, we'll do like podcast awards that we did in the last podcast. <laughs> That's right. We'll, we'll do that uh, for individual things, but talk about some unbelievable performances in the non conference. In the du- double overtime loss, Katie Johnson scores twenty seven points. He was absolutely unbelievable in the battle for Atlantis. Uh, some good performance. The first game of the year, Wendell Green came out, transfer 19 points. Jabari Smith ended with that next game against UL Monroe with 23 points and 10 rebounds. So he kind of set the tone for what he was going to be coming. this year. Yeah, uh, Absolutely. Uh, look, and we'll get to Jabari Smith in a little bit. One of the best Auburn Tigers ever to play. I, you, can't, you can't argue against that. No, he did not you know, make a huge run in March. No, he did not play well in specific games, a.k.a. Missouri and a.k.a. Uh, Miami. <laughs> but Against nobody, Missouri, nobody at well. Missouri, nobody played well <laughs> except Katie Johnson. And let me just say a couple of things about Katie because some people were on him at the end of the year for his performance in the SEC tournament, which yeah. was not good. Yeah. Um, he played well in the NCAA tournament, but but you do not win that game against Missouri without Katie Johnson. And you do not win the overtime game at Mississippi State where, that we were at yeah. without KD Johnson. No doubt. He, uh, he uh, yes, there were some times when uh, people got frustrated because uh, he, he tends to get a little excited and maybe doesn't get back on defense because he's celebrating a big shot or he takes a shot that you're like, why did you shoot that? Because other guys were open. Please pass it. Yeah. But uh, he he'll be back again next year, and I think it's it's I think he's got a good chance of really improving. But again, there were several games this year. The Missouri and Mississippi State game are off the top of my head. Uh, you're not in the UConn game yeah. without KD making two steals to send us to an overtime and then to a, a second overtime. Absolutely. So so I. I, I, I know that's not where y'all where you wanted to go with that, but no, no, no. KD was uh, played a really good non-conference. Um, he didn't shoot the ball as well as he did at Georgia this year. He didn't shoot the ball for us as well as he did last year yeah. at Georgia. Yeah, but he is the heartbeat of the of this team this year. I agree. I agree. And we've talked about everybody. Every team needs that kind of guy, that that energy guy, the heartbeat guy. The guy, the soul of your team, and I agree, that was Katie Johnson this year, and he showed it in many different cases where he won us or or lost us game. And I don't, I don't like putting us putting a game on a player because that's not, never what you should do. But it, we'll talk about the Texas A&M game here in a minute. Hmm. But let's let's talk about the conference schedule. Auburn continues the win streak after the UConn game, goes on and wins nineteen straight games, longest in school history, goes to number one in the AP poll for the first time in school history. Absolutely historic type of run for Auburn. 
with wins against first game against LSU. We, I mean, we basically ended LSU. I I don't understand what they (laughs) turned into after that game, but, and then we go to South Carolina win, beat Florida at home and win. Then you go to Alabama and have a a tone setting type of win in Coleman Coliseum in that atmosphere uh, with unbelievable performances like Jabari Smith, 25 points. A lot of Auburn fans incredible. there, by the way. Absolutely. We'll and talk Ole about Miss. fan performance. And, but yeah. Old Miss with the fans. At Mississippi State with the fans. Uh, even at Georgia with the fans. Yeah. Fans traveling. The Twitter mob, the social media mob. We always remember the season. You know, the Peacocks. Mm-hmm. The camping outside for that absolutely amazing Kentucky game. I, incredible. But don't worry, it didn't count because the tie tie got hurt. <laughs> you said it. I didn't say it. And, and, and. Uh, Everybody just showed well, up so they could see Kentucky play. Well, and so did St. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> thank goodness. I love watching. I'm sorry. Let's not get on Kentucky. Yeah. Anymore. And then Auburn's in uh, long 19 game win streak comes to a close at Arkansas in an overtime loss without Zepp Jasper in a, in a close four point game. It's a good Arkansas team, an Arkansas team that got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. JD Note. I, I don't think JD Note goes for 28 points if, uh, Zep. If Zepp is in that game, I think that game could have been different. It, you know, you know, that's long. That's water under the bridge. Could right have now. been different had uh, Katie driven the ball of the bucket. Yeah, uh, not Katie. Sorry, uh, Wendell. Wendell driven the ball. Of the bucket. Yeah, I agree. Instead of shooting the forty-five footer, but so the so game before he conference season grade. Yeah, is probably a B, maybe a B plus. I think it's a B plus. Yeah. You won the conference. Uh, you, you won, right? So, so you win the conference regular season. That's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, as as Bruce says, the the conference regular season is a much harder thing to do than to win the tournament. Yeah. Because uh, it's a it's a body of work issue. Yeah. Uh, the I agree. The loss at at uh, Arkansas was one of those that we were number one. We were coming in without our point guard. And we were, uh, and they were, they were getting hot yeah. and the crowd was stupid, yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. and, and that's a hard game for Auburn fans to tra- to travel to, uh, the Tennessee game, uh, Florida game, I, I did, I, the Florida game, we did not play well. Yeah. I turned the ball over way too much. You, you beat so. Florida nine times out of 10. If you just don't turn the ball over, yeah. um, the Tennessee game was a, was a hard loss to take. But you're right. You win the tournament. You win the regular season. It's at least a B plus, if not an A minus. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at this, and it, yes, Jabari Smith wins SEC Freshman of the Year. No doubt. Walker Kessler wins Player uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But uh, I'm looking at the last. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games of the regular season. Jabari Smith is the leading scorer of every single one of those games. The first one starts with Vanderbilt, where he scored 31. We were there. That was unbelievable. Three he could not, not miss. He could not miss at all. Miss. Yeah. Uh, then goes to Florida with a loss. He has 28 and seven rebounds. Carried us. We go back home, play against Ole Miss. He has 15. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a more well-rounded game, well-rounded team effort game. Then we go to Tennessee, lose. He has 27 and eight. Yeah. And then you go to Mississippi State, win in overtime. He has 27 and 10. And then you come back for South Carolina. He has twenty-one and six. And then even in the even in the Texas A&M game in the uh, in the conference tournament, oh. he had seventeen and nine. So yeah, he played he played great down the stretch. Absolutely unbelievable performance was from him. 
unbelievable performances. I mean, Walker Kessler, two triple doubles this season. Absolutely unheard of. The Texas A&M game and the LSU game. Yeah, they weren't triple doubles against nobodies. No. These were conference triple doubles. So he, uh, Walker really showed uh, what he can do as far as blocking shots and changing. It wasn't just the block shots. He changed as many shots as he blocked this year. Yeah. Uh, Guys driving in and going, oh, no, I'm going to dribble back out or trying to throw a wild shot up 40 feet in the air to get it above Walker. Yeah. So he changed changed the game. Jabari is we've told you all year. Jabari is a once in a generation type of talent. He's that guy that that you'll never see that again. You probably won't see that type of guy again. Although Bruce is bring brings guys in, but Jabari is really really a special player. I hope you all enjoyed him because. He was fun to watch. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. We're going to get to the postseason here in just a second. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about the Texas A&M game first. Of course, hard, just horrible shooting performances Terrible. by Auburn. Uh, Kitty Johnson goes 0 for 14. Uh, just nobody could hit the broadside of a barn door in that game. And the Texas, and until late when Wendell Green goes absolutely nuclear from outside, Texas A&M was in control of that game the entire the entire game, but uh, I'm still curious about a play in that game, mm-hmm. and I really would like somebody to tweet us or whatever and tell me where I'm wrong here. I I don't remember the kid's name, and it's been a while ago, but we talked about it in that great podcast that we did. He takes the ball out of bounds, side out of bounds. It's late in the game. We've cut it to I think three four. or four. four. Yeah. And he takes the ball out of bounds. Jabari's guarding him out of bounds. It's right in front of the Texas A&M bench. And it's a sideline out of bounds. And Jabari's guarding him. And he literally takes three steps one direction and two steps back the other direction to throw the ball in. Throws the ball in. It's a give and go. He gets it right back and has a huge dunk. And the game is over. Yeah. I, I Do I think we win if they call a travel there? No. But – it's a different game and it's a travel unless the rule has changed. Yeah. That is a set out of bounds. Yeah. He is not, it's not like a, a, a baseline out of bounds after a made basket when you run around as much as you want. Yeah. That's a set out of bounds. He's not supposed to move. And he took at least three steps and it's been a while since I watched it. But it's been at least three steps one way and at least two the, the other way. Because yeah, yeah. Jabari's like guarding him, him yeah. and moving with him. And uh, so somebody tweet me and say, no, they've changed the rule and you can move on that play. Or or let me know what it is because that's crazy. Absolutely. I, I've never seen anything like it. All right. Now let's let's, talk, let's get into the NCAA tournament. Auburn gets a great bid, a two mm-hmm. seed in the Midwest. Uh, first game against an in-state team in Jacksonville State, Shut and Auburn looks incredible. Look, look, we look great. I I thought we were going to be okay. I thought we were back. I was like, yeah, we had a little bit of struggles early. Katie not, played well. yeah, not necessarily due to Auburn. I think Jacksonville State played a great first half, and then we saw Auburn just kind of take over at the end, and then the Jabari Smith dunk will go down in infamy, and will all be shown on all. NCAA from now on from now on yeah. oh absolutely yeah the I, I, the thing I liked most about the Jacksonville State game the thing that stands out to me the most is you just went through a game in the SEC tournament where KD went 0 of 14 and 
I don't think Katie probably in his life has ever gone 0 of 14 in a basketball game. No. I don't think he's probably gone 0 of anything. Yeah. He's always probably made a shot in a basketball game. So he's had his worst game of his life probably against yeah. A&M. So you come out and the first play you run against up. Jacksonville State is a flex cut for KD on the baseline. And look, you're going to throw the ball into KD no matter if he's open or not yeah. in that regard. He's open. You get him the ball. He makes a layup. And he sees the ball go through the net. And everything is better. He played a lot better. Oh, for sure. The rest of that game. And yes, Jabari's dunk over 6'10", Brandon uh, what's Huffman, his, Huffman former North Carolina guy, yeah. uh, is – so I, I think during that game, Raftery was actually saying the one thing Jabari lacks is he can't – he doesn't take the ball to the hole. And he missed the three. It bounced right back to him, and he took one dribble and said, I don't care if you're 6'10 like me. Yeah. We're going to go chest to chest, I'm gonna dunk it and over. I'm going to dunk it over. Yeah. And and you're right. That's one of those that will that will live on. You'll see that for years. Absolutely. Jabari Smith ended up with 20 points and 14 rebounds in this game. Had 15 rebounds in the Miami game. But let me let me say something about KD. I think you saw a a a push towards what you could see from KD next year. KD Johnson had a career high seven assists. In the Jacksonville State game, mature. you saw him yeah, exactly. You saw him mature up. and grow up, and maybe it took that A and M game mm-hmm. to to get him to do that. But man, he looked great in the Jacksonville State game. Too bad, absolutely nobody looked great except for Jalen Williams in the Miami game. After losing two teeth to Walker Kessler's elbow, yeah, I don't know why we didn't do that earlier because Jalen Williams was fantastic. They to knock him out more often. I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that maybe. We've seen KD at the end of the year grow up a little bit, become more mature. Mm-hmm. I, not to say that he was immature yeah. as the season went on. I just think that you're right. Uh, all of a sudden, he started looking to pass the ball. Yeah. And he realized that if I pass it, I can get it back and get an even better shot than what I had. And, and, and he was fantastic in the Jacksonville State game. The Miami game, nobody played well, but that was one of those games. We were, we were down one at half and Jabari had four points. Yeah. And I said to myself, we're going to win this game because He's Jabari, four, Jabari's not going to stick on four yeah. and Walker's going to go crazy. Yeah. And they both couldn't hit the broadside of a barn in the second half. And it just got away from them. It's the first game all year. We got blown out Yeah. and we got blown out. And give Miami credit. They've got a coach that knows what he's doing. Laranega is very smart. We were just sitting in earlier watching a YouTube video of a game of a play he ran against the zone at Syracuse. That was fantastic. They ran it in slow motion. You're like, wow, I've never seen anything like that. That was incredible. So he's a really good coach. He did a good job and he outcoached Bruce Pearl. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Look, and Miami went on to the Elite Eight. That's a good Miami team. They, they were guard heavy yeah. uh, and, and old guards. Old guards, very experienced mm-hmm. guards, and mm-hmm. it showed. It showed, and mm-hmm. it wasn't our guards that we lost that Miami game. I don't. I don't blame it on the forwards either. I just. I just don't think we came ready to play 
against a team like Miami, and they they came more than ready to play. Mm-hmm. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Let's talk about the tournament here in a second. What a, what a fun tournament it was. Outside of oh, Auburn fun. losing in the second round, there were a lot of fun games. There were some good finishes, some good highlight plays. Kentucky got beat. Kentucky lost the first round. I mean, Alabama got beat in the first round. I just like so much. It was a great tournament, and uh, it came down to a final four of a uh, of Blue Blood Central. And I don't know if you could call Villanova Blue Blood just yet. And even though they've, they've been like what, two three, or three final fours yeah, in the past five years, pretty dang close. I it, I don't know why we're talking about John Calipari and we're not talking about Jay Wright. I'm not a big fan of Jay Wright, but he's. <laughs> So much better than Big John Calipari. I agree. Considerable. Uh, I agree. So much better. Oh, it makes me hard. I, I do but not like. Came down to the Kansas Villanova game. That was ugly. Kansas just took that over. Oh Villanova had chances in that game to get close, but goodness no. gracious, Kansas looked great. And a North Carolina Duke, Duke final four in the final four. And Coach K's last. <laughs> in case you don't, this in case podcast. you've forgotten, both of us grew up Carolina fans. Look, and that I, we now hold the ultimate trump card. <laughs> the only way they can hold the trump card higher is if they beat us in the national title yeah. game. That's the only way. Uh, definitely, and that ain't happening. That's not going to happen. Listen, listen. <laughs> okay, I was so scared. Was and so this scared. on this very podcast, we talked about how Carolina uh, the, after Carolina went to Cameron and beat. Uh, Duke and Coach K's last game. That game wasn't close. Carolina yeah. scored at will in yeah. that game. Yeah, and they only they did not substitute in the second half. Yeah, there are five guys: Leaky Black, R.J. Davis, Brady Manick, Armando Baker, and Caleb Love. Caleb Love, the guy that hit the shot that beat Duke in the final. What oh, an incredible game! What a shot! What a what, great game! What a great shot! I, I I went back and watched it afterwards, like a day later, <laughs> because it. It was not a great game Friday night or Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night when I was watching it because I was on the edge of my seat throwing up with every possession. It was one of those games that every possession seemed like the end of the world. Yeah. It was, if you made a shot, 
you felt like you're going to win the game. Yeah. If you missed the shot, you felt like you're going to lose the game. <laughs> and, uh, and Caleb Love came down. You're up one. He's got the ball. He takes a guarded shot over Horrible the top, shot. over the top Horrible of shot. the best shot blocker, not named Walker Kessler yeah. in the country, yeah. I think. I, and, and I'm not talking about lower level. I'm talking about big time guys. Yeah. The Williams kid out of Duke. Mark Williams. And if you look at the picture that was taken by some reporter, I, I don't know how Williams didn't block the shot. He hits it. You're up four. You make some free throws and and you beat Duke in the final four. And 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 Shashevsky walks away with a puppy dog, apparently. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. That's so weird. But <laughs> look. And then, then Kansas goes on to win the national championship yeah. and, a, and an incredible comeback against North Carolina. And I'm not up for talking about that one, yeah. but uh, no, Kansas played absolutely fantastic. They deserve to win the national championship. Congrats to the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. But uh, let's get back. Let's get back focused on the, on the Auburn Tigers here because that's what we do here. Awards. Yeah. Let's go to the, the awards. I agree. It's, to wrap up this season, I think we should do a player of the year. Okay. I think we both should have Jamari. the same one. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. Yeah, both of them the same one. I think, uh, and I think we should do not name those guys <laughs> incoming player of the year. So of the, so the people who are eligible for that would be Wendell, Zap, KD, Jabari, or not Jabari. Um, and Walker, and not Walker. Not yeah. Walker. So Wendell, Zap, or KD. Yeah, okay. so let's establish Jabari as the player of the year. Absolutely incredible year from Jabari no Smith. We'll talk about him just here in just a second, along with Walker Kessler, defensive, defensive player of the player. year. One national uh, defensive player of the year. I, I don't know why he wouldn't win defensive player of the year. The only guy close that I could consider would be Zap. Yeah. So in, incoming player of the year, you got guys like, like KD and like Wendell and like Zep. The importance of those three guys, shocking. Yeah. If you would have told me the importance of those three guys two at the beginning of the year, level. Yeah, two of them, two of them from were very level. lower level, mm-hmm. yeah. And one of them from right over there. <laughs> so who was the most important? So you want to say player? first or do you want me to? I, I want you to say first because I, I have no idea what I'm going to say. I need a minute to think. Oh. All right, so – so Zepp was important because of his defense. And I think we saw how important he was when he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, Wendell was important because when he came on the floor, the offense ran better. Yeah. And I, there's a, there was a, a plus minus stat. plus minus stat out there somewhere that absolutely he was like unreal uh, head and shoulders above anybody else in the country yeah. and plus minus like way ahead of them. Yeah. Um, and then KD was important because like we said earlier, heart and soul of the team, the heartbeat of this team. Yeah. So I don't think you go wrong in saying who was the best, uh, who was the most important incoming guy of the year, but I would go, I'll go with KD. Awesome. I know. I, 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 I agree. I think KD is probably that guy. I'm going to go different because we went the same mm-hmm. of uh, anybody because we went the same with Shapari and Walker. I, I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to go with Wendell Green. And here's why I say that. We talked about how you just like you said, the offense ran better when Wendell Green was on the floor. And yes, we yeah. saw the importance of Zeb Jasper, his leadership, and his defense 
are nothing to be taken lightly, and we're excited to have him back this after this upcoming year. I'm super pumped about that. Wendell Green, when he was on the floor, the offense ran better, especially in the stretch where people that we played against didn't understand that once Wendell turned the corner, all Walker is doing is standing there waiting for the lob. And it's the easiest pass Wendell could have made. Mm-hmm. And Wendell's passing ability, Wendell's uh, shooting ability, if, if his shot was open, he was going to make it. He mm-hmm. brought us back in that Texas A&M game. He, uh, he, won us, won he won us that Georgia game at Georgia mm-hmm. without Zep. That mm-hmm. game was without Zep. He played like mm-hmm. 38 minutes in that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, it's I don't think you could go wrong with any of the three. I, I think that uh, Wendell did provide. And, and look, Zep was very good on defense. Wendell was not a bad defender. I agree. He I got agree. better as the year went along. And I think next year he can even add more to his defensive game because yeah. he's fast enough to play that position. But I think those are good. So uh, let's talk about moving on. I agree. I agree. So we wrap up this season. Again, historic season for the Auburn Tigers. Bruce does it again. And we just continue to watch his masterpiece with his eight-year extension. And he's uh, he's going to say, going to be our coach for a long time. That's right. I'm excited for it. So let's talk about – all right. So for this upcoming year, let's let's first talk about guys that – are leaving. leaving okay so obviously yeah when we talked in the first uh, the in our uh podcast that it's out the out in the bliss somewhere that was so good <laughs> one of the winning awards the best award winning uh yeah. so we talked about neither jabari or walker had declared they now both have they now both have declared for the nba draft and not Neither are surprising to me. And I know you can make an argument for Walker. I know you are going to, but we're, let's first talk about Jabari. There is absolutely no argument for Jabari Smith to come back to this team. I do not think Bruce would let him uh, come back. I think back. Bruce would have cut his jersey out before he let him come back. He told absolutely. Isaac Okoro yeah. that you you should not come back and that you he didn't, have a, you didn't have a jersey hmm. to come back to. Uh, this dude is above Isaac Okoro. Oh, he's going to be drafted first or second, yeah. depending on who's up there. But I, I don't see how you don't take him over Chet Holmgren. Oh, uh, the only argument I think is Paolo, and I still think he's much better than I think Paolo is a little raw, a little too raw. I think yeah. Jabari is a little bit more fined up, very especially refined. on the perimeter. Where that guy's going to play. Yeah. Due to Paulo's size, yeah, he can play big, but that's not where he's best. He's going to have to play. He's going to have to play the power forward. And And that position, I think Jabari is the better player. Yeah. And yes, Paulo's got him by about 40 pounds. Yeah. Jabari's a considerably better shooter, and that's where the NBA is well, going. I think Jabari can play the small four. I agree. Yeah. In the NBA, Chad is not anywhere near ready to go. Uh, so, yes, Jabari had to go. There's no uh, – and and the video he made where he wrote oh, and directed man. it uh, and the video that that, that Walker, uh, Walker made were very well done. Yep. Uh, uh, for those of you who think that Jabari just came in to be a one-and-done and not not go to – not really care about Auburn, that guy loves Auburn. Yep. I think he'll be back a lot. Yep. And I think he's the type of kid who – who shows some of these kids that are looking at the G league versus college. Hey, I can go make money at college. Mm -hmm. I can be on TV a lot more than the G league guys are. And and I can go from a 
top seven type of guy mm-hmm. to, to a, one or two. Yeah. And and so uh, Bruce uh, Bruce is kicking him out the door, and then Bruce is going on the recruiting trail and saying, Look at see, yeah. see what I just did? Yeah. See what I did um, with Chumo Kiki? He was yeah. a four-star recruit. Yeah, he and tore his leg and was the lottery. Still pick. was a lottery pick. And you then see what I did with Isaac, Isaac was a four star, maybe top five. Pick. Who wasn't even? I, I didn't even think he. I mean, he was really good defensively, but he wasn't Jabari. No, offensively. No, no. And top and, five. And he's now playing for the Cavaliers yeah. and doing well. And now Jabari comes in, and Jabari is. Ref, you said it right. He's refined on the offensive end. He's good on the defensive end. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna. I, I want to see him when he gets in the NBA be a little meaner. Mm. Uh, and like like Raftery said, take the ball to bucket. He proved he can do it <laughs> against Mississippi State and then against Jacksonville State. Yeah. So we know he can do it, but he's got to be a killer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant, who he gets compared to a lot, is a killer. He's weird. He's weird as all get out on Twitter and all the other stuff. He's a killer. Uh, Absolutely. So Walker. Look, okay. Well, I believe, I think, I think a lot more about Walker's decision came into where he was graded and a lot where is a lot had to do with Chuma's thing and a lot Mm -hmm. that had to do with Isaac's. Just like we said, I think if Bruce saw a top 20, top 25 grade for Walker Kessler, I think he would have told him to go. And I think that would have been the decision. And I think Walker would have been okay with that. I, I, Walker isn't a guy that I see. I, I think Walker loves Auburn. I think I Auburn enjoy, uh, enjoyed and would love to be back. But I think if it, I think if he was second round graded, I think he'd be back. Absolutely. I agree. But he, he definitely is getting first round looks. Mid first round, these, these later playoff teams that need that big, that maybe the play-in Stretch team, somebody big. like that. Mm-hmm that need a big to come in, block shots, you know, get more refined around the rim, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, refine their perimeter game a little bit. That's exactly what Walker so brings. I used to say when Schumann tore his leg up yeah. and people were like, he needs to come back. And, and, and I, my comment back then was no, he needs to go to the league and get paid to rehab his knee. Hmm. And NIL is changing this. Uh, NIL is making it to where you can come back and get paid and play college ball again. Yeah. I, I, I was a little, I was a little bit surprised that Walker left. I think Walker needs another year of college basketball. My opinion. Again, if I'm getting a first round grade and my dream is to go play in the NBA, it's hard to turn. It's hard Absolutely, to tell him yeah. not to. Oh yeah. Um, and, and like I said, Bruce is going to recruit with that. Oh, for sure. But in my opinion, he needed to work on his back to the basket game. He does not have a low post game. He's a, he's a face up guy and a throw lobs to the rim guy. Yeah. He can defend like crazy. He's the best defensive player in the country. Um, but in my opinion, I think he would have benefited by coming back, signing a huge NIL deal. You know, he could have done that. And, having fun in college for one more year, being a kid, because he's just a kid. Yeah. He's 19 or 20 years old. Yeah. I know he's 7'1", 250 or whatever, but he's, he's a kid. Thanks for calling me a kid, too. You are. I know. Um, you're my kid. <laughs> yeah. um, but if he could develop that, if he could develop a hook shot, yeah. 
he changes his whole world. Ask Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Absolutely. If he could develop that outside shot, I know he can make the outside shot, but we didn't see it this year. Mm. He made three or four. No, he made like he made like eight or nine. Okay, <laughs> but he didn't make enough for the NBA people to go. He's an outside shooter. Yeah, oh, um, he's now. Do I, I want him to go and tear the league up. No, oh, I want him to go. I think it's good that he's going to be able to get on to a playoff type of team yeah. and sit behind some guys, maybe yeah. uh, have somebody take him under his wing and teach him yeah. and get bigger and stronger and faster. Mm-hmm. I just think the NIL changes things. And you look at North Carolina right now, Armando Baycott's coming back next year. Mm. That's a dude that could go play in the NBA. Probably could have gone last year and played in the NBA. But he's going to make money playing college basketball, which he loves to do, obviously. And he thinks Hubert Davis can help him get better. Mm -hmm. I think Bruce Pearl could have helped Walker get better. But I also think Bruce Pearl probably said – you get a first round grade, you're leaving. And so I'm going to take, it. I'm going to take that on the road with me and say, I'm this is a kid who hardly played at North Carolina. Yeah. He came here he became national defensive player of the year. And it's a first round draft. Pick. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I, I can see both sides. I really wanted Walker to come back. I it's selfish. I, I really enjoyed that kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the, the doubt. Look, one of the upsides that Walker Kessler is not coming back. Obviously, the recruiting thing. Obviously, Auburn will have two first-round picks this year, which will be like first time since uh, Enzyme and is that right? And Daniels. No, no, it was it was Porter, Porter and Mamadou. Yeah. Nobody loves you like your Mamadou, <laughs> and that '89 team. Yep. And and Mamadou Enjai is was his name. But yeah, Chris Porter, Mamadou Enjai. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a big deal. They made history. It's absolutely huge deal. And uh, this Auburn team did that, and those two will do that. Let's talk a little about so that we've talked about the guys leaving. Let's talk about one more guy that we know for sure has left. And again, this is for really early in this offseason right now. One of the guys we are sure that has left and is already committed to another team. Devin Cambridge entered the transfer portal. And that's really sad to see a guy. I like Devin. His shot really, I think, Ooh. degressed I, Ooh, since his freshman worse. year. Yeah. It just, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how. I, I agree. I don't know how either. But to, to see a like a, a guy like that leave, it, of course, that's that's sad. But going to play with his brother at Arizona really State, cool. I'm excited. I will watch them play. I'll root for Devin. Absolutely. So yeah. let's. we got about those three guys leaving. Let's talk about guys coming back again. Zet, Wendell, KD. Yeah. They're all coming Good back. Backcourt. Jay Williams, Alan Flanagan, so far are coming back. I hope Dylan Carbell is coming back. Yeah. Chris Moore having surgery today, coming back, I assume. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think I, so. I, I think his, I think if he As wanted right to enter the portal, having surgery right now is probably not a good idea if you yeah. want to enter the portal. Uh, so I, that kind of points to him coming back. Yeah. I'd love to have Stretch come back. I, I I don't know that he will. Um, if he wants to play somewhere, he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, because he's not he's he's not going to see the floor. Yeah, uh, and, and and then you add uh, Trey Donaldson, who's a really good point guard, yeah, a really good safety too. Um, you had Chance Westry, yeah, who played point guard, two guard, three guard, and and power forward for his high school team. Yeah, he's he's a six six guard, long wing, yeah, wing, yeah. Uh, and and now you add Yohan Treor, yep. 
who is a five-star, 6'11 beast that's well, coming in. Second and best recruit in Auburn second history. Best in, in Auburn history was was committed to LSU and Will Wade imploded. Thanks, Will Wade. And they lost all 11 players off of their team. And they brought in a new coach from, from Murray State. Yeah. And he's I guess he's bringing his whole Murray State, State team with him because he doesn't have any LSU guys. But uh, the Treyor kid out of France is, uh, I think he's a little raw. Yeah. I think he's got a nice jump shot. Yeah. He's got a lot more back to the basket game yeah. than Walker or Jabari, Jabari had. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'11". Yeah. He's, a, he's a massive he's a kid. Yeah. So five star. Those three, just those three coming in are really good. And then you open it's up the transfer sour. portal yeah. and you see what you got. Absolutely, absolutely. And there's guys in the transfer portal that Auburn is currently involved in right now. Hosting. One of them hosting a <laughs> guy weekend. like Johnny Broom from Moorhead State, uh, who Auburn played against in the first game this year. But, yeah, just talk about those guys coming in. Donaldson is that above-the-rim type of point guard. He's six four, He's like 6'4", six, 6'5". Four, six, yeah. And so he is that above-the-rim, bigger type of point guard. Again, also an incredible football safety. Yeah, like four star safety. Four star safety. Yeah. So I hope to see him on the football field as well. I don't think you will. I don't think we will either. <laughs> um, I think Bruce kind of took that one over. Yeah. He's a better basketball player. Don't worry. Yeah. At Chance Westry, another guy. When he committed, I was like, okay, is that going to be like a like a where he comes off the bench and just mm-hmm. no, no, uh, he'll no, fight this, for playing. This dude will fight for playing time. He was a consensus four star. Yeah. But a lot of people, a lot of people have him at five star. A lot and of the, people are he's on that edge. Right and now. he'll back up Alan Flanagan. Yeah. And if Flanagan struggles again, Westry's the type of kid that could step in and I think could step in and play early, significant minutes yeah. and really contribute. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the the stud on this uh, this class, you know, we saw Donaldson and Westry signed immediately uh early. Early signing period. In the early signing period. Trior just signed yesterday yep um to when we were recording this uh this this is a dude that when he committed to lsu people thought he was going to be sec freshman of the year now they're like oh he's going to auburn probably not <laughs> so, yeah. they forget so, that jabari just did actually that, didn't we they? just had the <laughs> sec freshman of the year. just happened no but this is a dude that was extremely highly talented out of france extreme extremely raw hasn't played basketball for a very long time and when he was playing basketball he was a six four guard. Yeah. He was yeah, a six four guard in high school. Six four guard. So. Now he's six eleven, six ten, six eleven, two twenty-five. He's got a great basket basket. He's got a great turnaround jumper. He can handle the ball mm-hmm. a lot. Look, he can handle the ball a lot better than Jabari. I think he probably can handle it better than Jabari. Yeah. Uh, and obviously better than Walker as well. I don't that's not a that's nothing against Jabari's ball handling game. That's a that's a compliment towards Trey Ors. Mm-hmm. And we're super excited about him. So now you open up the transfer portal and Auburn fed off the transfer portal last year with guys like Zepp, Wendell, KD, and Walker. So what do you do here? How much room do you have? How much room can you make? How much room do you have scholarship-wise on this roster? And we when you get those guys. Guy that left, by the way. Who left? The kid out of Auburn High oh, School. Oh, Preston Cook. Preston Cook also left. Well, I did. I completely forgot about yeah. him. He left. I, I will be rooting slot. for him wherever he goes. I bet. I hope he goes mid-major and tears it up. Yeah, he can. I oh, think absolutely. he's got a good chance. Absolutely. One more year to play ball. Yeah, definitely. So you open up the transfer portal and you get, you get whatever you can. 
but what do you hew, how do you use the guys that you can get? And you're looking at this is a transfer portal that currently right now is very front court heavy. I really want a shooter. Extremely front court heavy. Look, really there's the kid Deontay, I, 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 Deontay Davis, Deontay something like that from Detroit Mercy. Mercy just came out. Just came out. The love leader. To him, uh, love to get him. He's oh got about goodness. 15 teams chasing him. Chasing him right now. Average 28 points a game yeah. at Detroit Mercy. Yeah, that's, that's a guy. That, he's a shooter. He's a shooter. He's a guard that would come in and you know play with KD Johnson. I think we need a guy that can spot up shoot. I'm going to name a guy that that is a little out of the league. Bryce Brown was the spot up shooter. Yeah. That type of guy. Yeah. You don't need Bryce Brown. You're he was the second leading three point shooter <laughs> in the SEC history. You know, if you get that, then so we'll take that. Yeah, but... we'll take him <laughs> coming back. But we need a guy that can that is not afraid to shoot it and can make it pretty consistently. So I would I would take an outside shooter. I'd take another big guy. I think Broom would be a great addition. Blocked State. a lot of shots at Morehead State. And and the kid that's coming out of that has Tennessee, Tennessee that had, Huntley Hatsfield, yeah. He was it was us or them, and he he reclassified, went to Tennessee, and didn't play a lot. Yep. So he's a six ten wing. Yeah, again, that's a Jabari Smith type of guy. I agree. I so, agree. Anyway, we we will go ahead excited. and get out here. I'm excited. We will be updating as uh, as information and news you know piles up and comes out. We will get on here and record. Um, but as of right now, I think our next episode will be a preview of the NBA the draft. draft. Yeah. I think when the draft lottery comes out, we start seeing mock drafts after, you know, playoffs start going a little bit. I think that's when we hit the NBA draft episode. That way we'll, we'll know what teams are more interested and more suited where they are. for yeah. Jabari yeah. and Walker. So as well, we, and, we'll root and, for them where they go. And if y'all get a chance, you go to Auburn Daily too and read uh, an article by a guy named Gray Oldenburg. Yeah. On the on the five places that Jabari could end up, Look, so yeah, really well I, the, researched it, article. It is up. It, that one is up. the The five destinations for Jabari Smith is up, and uh, coming soon this next week will be the five destinations best fit for Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler. So I'm, I'm really really excited to be doing that with uh, all, all the guys at Auburn Area, Zach and all those guys. So it's been fun. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep rolling with uh, with Inside the Jungle and uh, continue whatever we got going here um go ahead and tell you where they can find you where all they could uh they could chat you during this crazy offseason i want to hear about the sideline out of bounds play it's driving me crazy and you can reach me at i am at i am cto i am cto you can find me on twitter at gray oldenburg or find me on instagram at gray o 21 etc network too yeah absolutely find uh, all the stuff going on the youtube channel etc network or uh, on twitter at etc underscore network and uh until next time where you go where you go Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagles.